The Tumbling Saber Podcast is a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Connect with us on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts. Visit our base at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Welcome back to another episode of the Tumbling Saber Podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm Murray. I'm Nathan. Welcome back, everybody. It's been another, count it, another crazy week in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have guessed? Wow. I thought we just would... want to lie down. I think we all just need to lie down. Really, I mean, <laughs> it was a bananas week. It was. It started quietly and carried on quietly. And then Wednesday came and... Just the lid blew off the kettle. Things got nuts in a hurry. And we didn't, in the end, we didn't need San Diego Comic-Con at home to populate this week's talking points. Like, we'll talk about that later tonight. But man, there was plenty to talk about otherwise. Like, it was it was bananas. <laughs> Marie, how you doing? Yeah. I'm good. Doing you had good. a You had a bananas week in Star Wars. I did. Yeah. So I know San Diego Comic-Con was going on, but the Hoover Public Library Sci-Fi Fantasy Fest was going on, too. And I had four Star Wars panels. So I was busy with my own Star Wars con (laughs) um, locally, and it was a lot of fun. Um, The Clone Wars panel we did uh, Friday night was a blast. That was really great. And then the three panels on Saturday, um, a fourth person joined the panel, and he likes to hate on Star Wars, even though he loves Star Wars. Oh, no. Which I guess is a very familiar kind of, you know, (laughs) um, thing for Star Wars fans to do. Uh But um, it was... It was something else, I'll tell you what. The, now, he loves the Mandalorian, <laughs> so the Mandalorian panel went very smoothly. And then my Canon Connections panel came up, which is all about the literature. And he's like, I don't understand why we have to read the books and comics. I'm a purist, not a completionist. I believe in just the movies and TV shows and not the animated shows. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> So really, he, it's Star Wars for him ended in eighty three. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, guessing yeah. this guy. <laughs> yeah, except for the Mandalorian. Yeah, like this guy. This guy sounds like the type of fan who loved loved Star Wars in seventy seven, right through eighty three, and then ever since then has just been hating on the special editions. Oh, definitely the prequels, and oh my god, the sequels. Let's not even go there. The soy. <laughs> The soy is all over the place. I can't take it. <laughs> yeah, the so we did a Rise of Skywalker panel in the afternoon. Oh my god. The number of times that he called Rise of Skywalker complete garbage, I was like, come on. And oh, you so, turned me around on this guy. <laughs> <laughs> See, because I love it. 
So, like, there were two of us on the panel who really enjoyed the movie and two of us on the panel who, or two people on the panel who didn't like the movie. But it was so outweighed by the people, by the vocalness of the people that didn't like it, that it was like, no, (laughs) we need some balance here. Oh, don't call Rick. No, it sounds like this guy hasn't updated his personality since 1983. So <laughs> it was it was a trip. It was a trip, but it was still a lot of fun. I still enjoy being on the panels, and again, I hope to do it next year. So it was great. I tried to hit your seven p or the yeah the the Friday night panel for Clone Wars. I tried to get on that on the Zoom link, and it just it wouldn't work. I, I oh, don't no. know. If, I, I don't know if I had my time my, my time zones all mixed up. But I hit it and it was like, the meeting hasn't started yet. And I was like, wait, what? That doesn't make any sense. Or maybe I missed it. I don't know. I'll check. I'll, let me know after if, if those are available online anywhere. I will. They were all recorded, so they should be available. Cool. I just yeah, don't, post don't them, know exactly where. Post them in the group if you, if you can. Yeah. That's a good idea. I will do that. So mm. I, I'm glad that your voice held up then. Four panels is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, especially when you're was... screaming about Rise of Skywalker. I know. I had to like get a word in edgewise. Well, good on you, Marie. <laughs> Nathan, how you doing? Oh, not bad. Uh, just you know, completely wired on Star Wars news and and Star Wars happenings and everything else. Man, oh boy. <laughs> um, it's a bit of a minefield yeah. this week, isn't it? I mean, there were times when I was like, like in the middle of, well, like, like the SDCC, SDCC panel that we'll talk about a little later. Like I was in the middle of that uh, Friday night and it just, things got wild and I was online and I was just like, oh, I know I need to step away from Star Wars altogether. It was just like, whoo, <laughs> it was like after all week, it was just this buildup of just star wars mania and i just had to walk away for for a little while but uh but yeah i mean i did get i did get some stuff in this week so pretty uh pretty good i i finished queen's peril uh yeah it was good i i really liked it um yay i i maintain that um i still want and and i think i still would have preferred um a sequel to queen's shadow Mm. um because i'm still just frothing at the mouth for the continuation of that story but but i really did enjoy queen's peril and uh a lot of insights into the characters from queen's shadow so do you think that they've paused sorry sorry to cut in there just do you think that they've paused ek johnston going ahead with that story because of what's happening with sabe in the darth vader book Mm. uh possibly um i mean i mean greg pack uh jumping ahead to that sdcc panel he did mention that uh that he did use um queen shadow as a resource Mm -hmm. so um it is very possible um yeah i mean that, that would be interesting to see if if they tie those stories in if if johnson if she does continue uh, that story, if she'll tie it back into that somehow retroactively, that would be interesting. Yeah. So it, it would make sense that they would let one 
story play. Like it would, it would be a little bit silly to try and get them both working on the same character at the same time if they're not really working in close contact. So maybe they just let yeah. Greg Pak do his thing first. Well, it's not like they haven't tried that before. <laughs> that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I definitely think that's a, a, a smarter way to go. Um, and I'm sure I'm sure they've had some level of contact. Um, I mean, you know, she's a an important character in both of those both of those stories. So I would think they would try not to step on each other's toes as much as possible. But again, you're separated by 30 years. So <laughs> this is true. You know, you've got a lot of wiggle room there. Um, but yeah, so. So I finished Queen's Peril, and so last night I watched uh, Phantom Menace because it got me in the mood. So I rewatched Phantom nice. Menace, and not that I need uh, much goading to do that, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, surprise, it's a great movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, just uh, tonight after supper, uh, me and my girlfriend watched some Clone Wars because we're still she's still working her way through that for the first time. So, so yeah, nice. lots of Star Wars. I'm trying to think of if there was anything else. I bought Doctor Aphra number two. Haven't read it yet <laughs> because I'm still way behind. It was so good. Yeah, I uh, I've got sort of the the, the hints. And it's, uh, yeah, it looks, uh, and I, of course I flipped through it really quickly, but uh, excited to dig in. I'm going to do that this week, get all caught up on my comics. So I started that so, yeah, this I week. Think... Oh, yeah. I, 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 I read Afro one, which was, which was fun, which was really good. I'm looking forward to issue two. I think I go back to my comic book guy. August 5th is when he reopens to the public. So that's, I'm going to grab a whole stack Yay! of stuff that's been hanging out for me. Uh, so nice. I'll catch, I'm going to catch up and part, I think we haven't, we haven't really spoken about the issue, but I think it's, it's, it's a, it feels like it's a good jump on point apart from it being an issue one It it feels like, and I think, um, Alyssa Wong talked about having wanting to prioritize uh, this being a new jump on point for the character without necessarily mm-hmm. having read the first volume, but also do, yeah. giving yeah. payoffs for people that did. So it feels like it's going to be a good organic point for people to jump on if they want to to uh, get on with this character. Yeah, well, it's like she said in the panel. It's you know you don't want to make someone commit to forty odd issues of another series to be able to enjoy the current one. So that's good. Um, you know, and Marvel tends to overdo that with their own books <laughs> with their superhero series. Uh, overdo the jumping on points if you ask me because mm-hmm. I think I think they overemphasize the jumping on nature of number one issues but with Star Wars they've been uh, I think they've shown a lot of restraint there and I, I expect that has a lot to do with Lucasfilm uh, but yeah they've sh- definitely shown a good amount of restraint there in uh, making sure that the the sort of renumbering and relaunches are um, significant and timed um, yeah it feels like know, there's time, like, a, like a, with... a signpost like there's a good exactly. reason for us to hit number like to, for them when they get to the end of the, the A New Hope period boom done issue 75 yeah. issues onto Empire Strikes Back reissue like go with the number one again yeah and that makes sense 
Uh, yeah. yeah. My week is that is that it for your week? Uh, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a fairly busy week. Yeah, it's not bad. I finished a book, and yeah, not bad. You finished a book. I started a book. I I just started reading. Um, now it's 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 completely slipped my mind. The the Asa's Ventress novel, Quinlan Voss, Dark Disciple. Oh yeah. Oh nice. Just got through the first two chapters of that. That's really cool. Even like the connections there. Talking about canon connections, Marie. Like just there <laughs> in the first two chapters, I'm like, wow. Oh. I I can already see the the reflections of this in the movies and and. and what uh, what Christy Golden was working at it was, it was it, I I'm really looking forward to getting deeper into the book. Uh, otherwise, nice. Uh, as we'll get into, I was inspired to watch Solo this week, and also under the orders of my six year old who wanted to watch it again. So <laughs> happy to get another solo viewing under the belt. Um, and that was really it. Uh, not a, I didn't do a whole lot. Played a few video games here and there. Won a few pod races, shot a few stormtroopers in Battlefront. <laughs> Not nothing too much nice. to brag about. Oh, did you guys? Lots of lots of duel of the fates in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> did did either of you get into the uh, Doctor Afra audio drama which released this week? Oh, I haven't started it yet. Marie. I feel so bad. I know. Marie. <laughs> I know. We depend on you. Uh, it's because it's an audio drama. Like I, I just, when I drive to work, I want to listen to music and not necessarily talking. And I don't know. I've, I've been on a music kick recently. Sometimes I get on a talking kick, so it, it fluctuates for me. And I just have to be in that right mindset to sit down and listen to an audio book. Whereas a book, I'm just like, I am waiting in line. I have five minutes. I'll just pull out my Kindle and start reading. You know, like mm-hmm. it's easy. So that goes back to the video game thing. <laughs> yeah. Does like, this mean we're zero for three? Like, with I, the I, audio I, drama. Yeah, I, I didn't touch it. Yeah. Nope. I haven't. Oh. I own it. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's something that counts. <laughs> that's important. And here, here's Rick. He's. I'm sure Rick's thumbing his nose to us. Rick. I know. Stop it. Ten o'clock in the morning, the day it comes out, he's like, "Finished it." We're like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> How is that even possible? He's a maniac. He is a maniac. But, but I we... did finish Shadowfall. Cool. Well, that's that's good. That's also more than I've done. <laughs> <laughs> well, so. you're still ahead, you're still ahead of us, Marie. So don't worry. <laughs> Way ahead. <laughs> Did you finish Alphabet Squadron, Kyle? I've, I haven't even started. You... I got the oh, paperback. I think. Oh, right, you body. You haven't. Right, I thought you. Started. I had. I had it on my iPad, and I had gotten like three or four chapters in, maybe an hour in, and then my iPad just became a brick, and so I, I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm just gonna format this thing because I have all my all my audiobooks on a USB key still, and I'll just upload them again after. Guess who doesn't have that on this USB key? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> I do have some audiobooks oh, no. there, not all of them, and I definitely lost Shadow Squadron. So, um, I mean, I picked up the paperback last week. I'll get to it. <laughs> I'll get to it. Uh, what, what, what can I say? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, you definitely need to go through those first three or four chapters again, because 
the beginning of that book is is a little uh yeah, unwieldy, well, I found. The real the reason why I, I never finished the audiobook was I found it a real tough slog at the start. It was slow and it was like set a lot of setup. Like Alexander Freed was really playing a bit of a long game, I th- I felt. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, dude, like, can we get this rolling? I'm I don't I don't want to hear about this person on that planet anymore. I, let's get to the story. <laughs> and it just I never got to that point. And I just never picked it back up, but uh, I will. I'll get there. Yeah. The interesting thing I found with that is that he he really took his time and set up the characters individually and did like took a long took half the book and really focused in and and fleshed out each character on their own uh, before even bringing them together. So yeah. it, I think I think in the end I think it was worth it, but it is it is a lot of homework. The the first half of that book I think. Yeah, I mean that's usually the way it is though, right? Like even aftermath, like that it was like that as well, where you had to meet all these characters individually, and then the second and third book really like business really picks up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you guys see the Galaxy's Edge merch coming out? Yes. Yeah. Oh. It. I. I like. I'm speechless. I'm. I'm. Look, <laughs> I'm looking at the picture of that vintage collection Falcon, and I still can't wrap my yeah. head around it. The glory of that Pretty. piece. It's gonna. It's gonna yeah. cost a fortune, whether you're in the U.S. or Canada or abroad. It's gonna hit you right in the face with with a huge price tag. I. Th- I I'm thinking it's gonna be f- five fifty, six hundred bucks here. I can easily see a, a five ninety nine price tag on that. Yeah, I I, I gotta say I'm I'm really getting sick of these uh, these exclusives. Like I mean, we just saw that with the those Black Series Walmart exclusives. Like this is getting old <laughs> for us for us in Canada anyway, and and elsewhere, it's it's getting real old. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, people are gonna go nuts. I mean. Captain Cardinal, a lot of people who collect, at least in the, in the forums where I collect, they're like, who's Captain Cardinal? Looks like Phasma yeah. to me. And like, well, it's 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 basically a Phasma sculpt with red paint. Mm. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that, that's the figure. Uh, and actually, that figure, God, look, there was a, lot of, a little bit of a controversy on Twitter when that, when that figure was announced. Because people go, great, we get a Captain Cardinal figure, but no Vimerati. Which... Nah. Yeah. It's a fair point. Like, yeah, a Vimerati Black Series figure exclusive at Galaxy's Edge makes all the sense in the world. That would be that figure yeah. would be so highly sought after, and yet I, I I get it from a business standpoint because they already got the sculpt, the tooling for the for the Phasma figure. Let's just do a red paint. Yeah, and and that's the thing. I mean, nobody, like you said, nobody knows who Captain Colonel is. Nobody knows. Well, arguably, more people know who Vimerati is because of Galaxy's Edge. Right. But like like you said, it would make sense if they sell a Black Series Vimerati at Galaxy's Edge rather than Target. Yes. Um, there should be a again, Black Series Vimerati. Period. Yeah, <laughs> but you understand how they went with cardinal because a stormtrooper is just going to sell because it's a stormtrooper mm. <laughs> yep absolutely you know so whether whether we like it or not it's again it's one of those things where it's it's probably good business sense whether it's you know good moral sense or not well for them it's besides the point 
Exactly. It, it always will be. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. I mean, did anybody add anything to their collections since we last spoke? Uh, Dr. Effer number two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a bit, that's the only thing I bought, I think. I do want to say um, one thing that I saw when I was looking through StarWars.com is that, you know, I collect the character cars. Um, that they're oh, doing yeah. a, the child character car. He's right. too young to drive. <laughs> or is he? Or is With he? him and the pram. <laughs> it's so cute. So, of course, it's just like a it's like a concept drawing. It's not the actual car right. that they're showing. But I was really excited. I was like, yay, finally another character car because the last one I got was Dio. And that's it. Like, They've mm. been so sparse in releasing those lately. Speaking of uh, the child, IDW comic? <laughs> of course, right? Of course there's going to yeah. be a Baby Yoda yes. comic. <laughs> yeah. I don't know surprise, how... Surprise, I don't know how you get any dialogue into that book if everything is sort of from his <laughs> his little point of view. What kind of inner monologue does he have? Is it other people <laughs> who narrate the book and he's just sort of like this doe-eyed little thing just walking around maybe i don't know i don't know how i don't know what the story could possibly be about but you know it's gonna sell like crazy yeah <laughs> i'm buying it i know you two are too oh yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> maybe i maybe, don't know i don't know what this is but i need it i, I need to have it uh, maybe it tells the story of how he came to be in the possession of those thugs from episode one maybe it's maybe. a little holy film or or it could be just inserting smaller adventures in between the ones we saw or you know like like uh whatever episode it is where they're being chased by that guy in the x-wing the bounty hunter in the x-wing you know had they get into that situation like what was the beginning of that encounter you know like it could be little little stories like that which which will also be cool or like his play date with the kids on sorgan no yeah well, yeah, sort of a forces of destiny, destiny concept, you know, where it's filling in the little gaps that we didn't see. I think what cool. we established is that they could do literally anything and it will <laughs> still be purchased like crazy. <laughs> of, course. <laughs> of course. All right. Um, cool. Let's just jump into the news here. Let's get the disappointing news out of the way first. Oh, before before I, I forgot to bring this up uh, with the Galaxy's Edge stuff. Uh, they're re- re-releasing... Uh, the Myths and Fables book. Oh, right. As a Galaxy's Edge exclusive, and I'm so angry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, why? Why you gotta do that? Like, yeah. Like, why you gotta limit your? Why would you limit your market like that? Like, oh, I would buy that in an instant. Like an in-universe version of that book. Oh, I want it, but yeah, for like two years. But yeah. Speaking of um, limited market, um, when I was, I I forget, maybe I already talked about this. I don't even remember. Did I talk about Amazon free time unlimited? No, Uh, I don't think so. So Kevin Scott wrote several Choose Your Destiny books or like audio snippets that are only available on Amazon free time unlimited. And I don't have children. I don't even know what that is. What is it's, 
<laughs> you you have to have a child profile on your Amazon to be able to access it. Oh, looks and like I'm a, like, really? Like some work to do. Like, uh, right? I'm like, I don't have any kids. Like, how am I supposed to? I want to be, I'm a completist. I want everything to be able to read everything. And how can I read it if I have to have a child to read it? Like, what? Well, I mean, you can't said you, they're, like, they're audio books? Yeah, they're audio only. Huh. I mean, you can invent a kid, right? <laughs> or That's what I'm going to have to figure out how to do. I may make my cat my child. Or break into the maternity ward at the hospital. I mean, <laughs> they're just there, free. No, you know, <laughs> you just grab one. <laughs> I'm sure if you explain to them that it's to get an audio book, they'll completely understand. <laughs> yeah, but I was just dumbfounded. I was like, "Are you serious?" That's that is crazy to make it to put it to that level where you have to have a kid in order to read this book. What? Yeah. I oh, I didn't bizarre. even. How do you even do a choose your own adventure audiobook? That's what I wondered. I have how no does idea that even, how that works. I, I, it may be like a digital thing where you like pick. I guess it's yeah, just skip to chapter four or whatever. <laughs> yeah, something yeah. like that. I don't know, but I haven't uh, accessed it yet because I don't have a child profile. So weird, very weird. Yeah. <laughs> so are are the existing. Like the existing Choose Your Own Adventure with just added content or it's completely original? Original. They're uh, <laughs> complete. They're other characters. Yeah. Huh. Weird. So Kevin, yeah. Kevin Scott has written these little things. He's written the stories for that, that are being used in Jedi Temple Challenge. He's writing for High Republic. Mm. Dude's busy. Yeah. Yep. Man. Getting Bill's paid by Lucasfilm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I go back to that disappointing news now? Yes, yes. Let, let's let's yeah, talk about disappointing news. I mean, God, <laughs> what's better? <laughs> so late, <laughs> late Thursday night, uh, Variety broke news that due to the pandemic and everything that goes with that, uh, Disney has shaken up its release calendar and yada, yada, yada. No Star Wars on the big screen until... December 22nd, 2023. Ugh. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, let's let's be real. This was going to happen anyway, right? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not totally surprising. You know, but But I mean, I mean COVID or not, this was going to happen anyway. I guess it was inevitable in retrospect because nothing's happening. I mean, I think the 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 gut punch was because earlier that same day we had heard straight from Taika Waititi that he'd begun working yeah. on a script. And for a minute, personally, I was thinking that if, if he can crank out that script in a year, say by summer 2021, mm -hmm. the script is done. They start shooting late fall 2021. The movie could have been ready by Christmas 2022. Yeah, I mean, we had, we had worked out the calculations uh, in the Facebook group. I mean, it, to us, it was completely plausible. This could work. But it's it's kind of like yeah, it would be no, no hiccups. Top of everything, yeah, it, it it's an absolutely mad tear to get it done. Which I I mean we've been in that situation before, and it hasn't always gone well. No, God <laughs> no. So maybe this is in the end, it's it's the best thing. But Marie, were you disappointed, unsurprised? Uh, I mean, definitely disappointed, just because that's. 
more than three years. So that's a long time. But if things stay on course with TV shows, <laughs> then that's an if. That's a big if. What, the 74 seasons of TV we're going to get between now and 2023? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Like, there's there's stuff out there that, you know, will hopefully fill the gap. So, I don't know. Plus, there's, uh, of course, I'm just thinking in the next, like, year. But that's three years. So, I, oh. It's a, it's long, a long time to wait. It really, really is. And. I mean, of course, like for the three of us here who read a lot of the stuff, comics, novels, what have you, and watch everything they put on the screen, there's going to be a lot of stuff. But it's it's like the movies are the thing that really, for fandom at large and the like the public at large, the movies are the thing that move the needle. And we'll see what they have in store at Disney+. Plus. Maybe they'll do bigger, crazier things, but um, my, my skeptical tinfoil hat wearing head wanted to come out with this news. And it, just, it wanted to indulge that theory I've had that Lucasfilm is actually happy that they were given mm-hmm. this this convenient excuse to kill Celebration this year because I've I have had the sense for a long time now that they don't really know what their long term vision is for the future of movies. And well, like, I think it's becoming clearer. Yeah, it, it has to be. I mean, if if he's if Taika's writing, then obviously there's a vision and an idea there to go with. Yeah. But is is that a one-off movie? I mean, they have the slots for the for the two in in twenty twenty five and twenty seven, but who knows if if, if or anything anybody is attached to those movies yet? So yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if if I don't know what their vision is like. I, mean, I just get the sense that they don't quite know what they want to commit to. Mm. And well, I, and for all we know, this decision was made in January before any of the. Mm-hmm. The, the pandemic hit. You know? Yeah. I mean, and this just gives them a, the perfect sort of cover to say, well, the pandemic just, you know, we, we, we had everything set. It's yeah. just, yeah. The pandemic ruined it for us. Blame, blame the yeah. COVID. I, the thing that excites me though, is if you think that maybe, uh, Ryan Johnson's knives out sequel could come out in 2022 or even 2023, but say, let's say, November 2022 to line up with the with the first the first movie. That gives him plenty of time for his first movie to be the 2025 movie. Oh yeah. You know? So that kind of that when I heard this, that sort of put me a little more at ease because I can see his movie being easier to get made than a Star Wars movie. Uh, you know, just because it's a smaller movie and a lot easier to get off the ground. Sure. Uh, once things are back to normal and shooting goes back to normal and all that kind of stuff. So that kind of put me at ease as well. It was like, maybe, well, maybe this is good news for Ryan Johnson, or at least our anxieties about Ryan Johnson. <laughs> and an announcement sure would be handy with that, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. and and maybe now if they're reassessing everything, maybe maybe we'll get some more information early next year maybe oh boy well but, i mean uh, celebration is canceled but who's they can they can announce news anyway over that over that same weekend i know they've they've i think they've officially mm-hmm. said that we're not doing anything but mm-hmm. that, that doesn't mean 
they can't announce news and just do it. Well, there is that that fan event. I can't remember what it's called. Now. Force Fest. Um, Force Fest, Which, right. And uh, I've heard someone say that there are going to be some announcements at that somehow. Uh, again, I don't know how concrete that is, and I, I don't even remember where I heard that. Um, but it could be, because as far as I know, they have Lucasfilm's blessing. That's what I've heard, uh, too. Yeah, that Lucasfilm said, yeah, go ahead. You guys go ahead and knock yourselves out. We're not doing anything. Yeah, and we've seen you know people like Charles Soule get uh, involved in uh, fan projects just recently um, when he was on What the Force and mm-hmm. did that charity thing. So, you know, I mean, very possible that uh, Lucasfilm could work with this this uh, fan event and we could get some announcements dropped through there. I don't think we'll get any, you know, movie or TV show scale announcements, but I could definitely see, you know, some publishing projects being announced. Yeah, sure. I, you know, this is probably also the driver or, or one of the drivers, at least, as to why they didn't have a virtual celebration. Like, mm. Like you, the can't the movie being pushed. I mean, not not the Force Fest, but like you, I don't think they would have been able to fire up this big virtual party and then within that party go. By the way, guys, we're pushing it to twenty twenty three. Yeah, like yeah. Ah, what? That, you can't do that. Like I'm sure they would have had other things to announce, but you, the thing everybody would have pointed to is the movie being pushed. So there's, mm-hmm. yeah, there's no way that was gonna happen. <laughs> but at least at least now celebration 2023 will be in a year if they do celebration 2023 i think they're going to do every second year is the plan with well maybe i mean we know it's 2022 for the next one but i mean we have seen them recently go in successive years oh, that's so right. yeah 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 i mean this this is a i mean are you not going to have a celebration in a movie year especially for mm. the first movie after 4 years Seems so, a little crazy to me. Yeah, so <laughs> I, w- I would bet on in you know spring or summer of 2023, you're going to get another celebration. Probably. So I, you know what? They've given themselves another year, but they've also given themselves that much more pressure. I think. Mm-hmm. Like the, they're yeah. gonna, the pressure now is the story will be they've they've had four full years between theatrical releases, and <laughs> right or wrong. People are going to look at this new year delay and spin this idea that this extra year needs to be used. That extra time needs to be used to get the story right, get your vision right, get everything else right and lined up as well. And I don't think that's unfair. You know, you're giving yourself Mm -hmm. a company like that with this toy box and the the reach it has and the power it has to and the creators it has. I don't think it's unfair, Um, Mm -hmm. but it, it will also... If there's any goodwill among fandom, like that year will eat it up. So <laughs> the 2023 movie and everything connected to it needs to be amazing. Marketing, everything. It's got to be killer. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Yep. All right. Um, <laughs> I mean, nothing else to say on that. I mean, it kind of sucks <laughs> that it's moved ahead to 2023, but we're going to have lots of stuff to talk about anyway. Um, we'll see. Yep. We'll see what happens. So anyway, that, that was a disappointing news. All sunshines and rainbows from here on in, guys. <laughs> oh, oh. oh? <laughs> don't. This, this isn't being recorded, is it? <laughs> um. All right. Next up, the big news of the week. The big. Uh, I don't. I can't call it news. It's uh, the big rumor of the week, and we're getting a lot of those lately. 
Um, Kessel Run transmissions, they of the Bad Batch leak and scoop and confirmation, are claiming that there is a Lando show in development at Disney Plus with Lando uh, with Don Glover at the helm, along with Billy D. Williams, which was news that came a little later. Uh, so, fresh off the heels of their scoop, Marie, what do you think? Um, well, I heard the, I think it was, it was during one of the panels this weekend. Um, one of the other panelists said that it was potentially a Janna and Lando story with flashbacks to Lando in his younger years. And I would be totally on board for that. Yeah. Yeah. One of the first things that when I heard the rumor, I was like, well, okay. Yeah. Donald Glover's great. Bring him in. Billy D's got to be involved too. Like you, you gotta, I don't know how. And I know that we had Han Solo where a Han Solo movie with, without Han Solo, without Harrison Ford. Yeah. So there's no precedent, but it just felt like if you're going to do Lando, Billy D's got to be involved. But Mm -hmm. Nathan, what was your initial reaction to this? Uh, I was pumped that we're getting a Lando show. Um, you know, I'm a huge Donald Glover fan. I've been, you know, a big fan of his since community. Um, and you know, his portrayal of Lando is just pitch perfect. And I think he has a real good understanding of the character. Uh, so I was excited about that. Now the Billy D news, if it's a, 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 I like the idea of a young Lando TV show, and I like the idea of a Lando and Janice series, but I don't know if I want them to, you know, be the same series. I, I just, I, hmm. I'm not sure that. Again, you know, I could be surprised, but. <laughs> Well, you're right in that that sort of narrative where it's like the older guy talking to somebody else about his younger days, that sort of framework, there's no precedence for that in the language of Star Wars. So it seems like it, mm-hmm. like when we first learned that we were getting flashbacks in The Force Awakens, like I was like, no, please, no, that <laughs> I don't like flashbacks, at least not in Star Wars. It doesn't fit. It sticks out. Uh, it happened. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if you they do that, you're you're never going to feel like you're getting enough of one or the other, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's, it's like, no, yeah, but oh, okay, great. Young Lando, but I want more of the, the old Lando stuff, <laughs> you know, like, or, or is it going to be just Lando telling Jana? Like, well, what a waste. Oh, of that's a waste Billy D and Naomi, <laughs> you know, like, uh, no, I don't want that either. But it's like, uh, I, I mean, I want, I want to see the adventures of of Lando Calrissian and L three, like yeah. make it a solo prequel, and like let me see their adventures before Lando retired from smuggling. You know, give me the crisp new Falcon. But then you know, do another series where it's just Lando and Janna exploring uh, the roots, and uh, you know, I assume they're gonna stick with the. Um, story of her being his daughter and however that plays out uh, you know uh, i i'd rather these two separate stories i don't want them sort of conjoining them in some weird way well it's you know 
following the mold of Mandalorian, where the episodes were anywhere from like 37 to you know 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. In that case, yeah, I'm, I would agree with you. Like, ugh, I'm not getting enough of either of them. Like, I feel shortchanged in some weird way. But if they committed to like an hour long show, it could work, I think. Maybe, but uh, I don't know. I, f- I just feel like. I don't know. I, I just feel like when I'm watching Billy D, I'm going to be thinking about Donald. <laughs> and when I'm watching Donald, I'm going to be thinking about Billy D. You know what I mean? And not to be not to be ageist, but Billy D's what, 82? Like, how much is he truly up for beyond just sitting around sounding cool? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, he didn't do that much in Rise of Skywalker. I mean, the guy's got a cane. He's walking with a cane. I mean, it's, you know, all he did... Was, the most he did was sort of shoot a stormtrooper with a crossbow. <laughs> I mean, that was the most action he was really involved with. Mm-hmm. Unless you count flying, which doesn't really take much physical exertion. No, the rest uh, of it was him just sitting around being. Yeah. I mean, ja- I mean, Jana is, is the action hero in that scenario. You yes. know, I mean, she's, yeah, she's young and spry and, you know, can use a bow. <laughs> And don't you Ride dare bring Jenna into a show and not Rose. Well, I mean, that's a whole other story, but that just, the, the I mean, fu- where are the Rose rumors if we're being honest, but we won't go there. <laughs> but I mean, that would be a perfect spot for her. I mean, we've seen the chemistry yeah. that, that, that uh, Naomi Aki and Kelly Marie have with each other. Like those two, are, I, I, I want to say they're roommates. Like they, they love each other. They're, they're, they're so good together. To have them both on a show would be would be pretty rad too. That's yeah. a really good point. Yeah, that's true. But but the other thing is, how do you do a how do you do a Rose and Jana show and not have Finn there? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's true. How does that work? <laughs> how can yeah. you have Finn and Rose and Jana involved and not Ray? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I mean, you can say that Finn's off training with Ray or whatever, but I mean, the idea of you're going to set an entire show where they don't cross paths at all. Yeah, I mean, you can do it, but it's uh... a limited run show, small scope. But I mean, again, this if this is a Lando show, it's going to center on Lando. Yeah. And again, I, I like the idea of of a Lando and Jana show. Um I think I think that can work, I and mean, I think it'd be interesting, sort of retroactively exploring uh, the inner workings of the first order and and the remnant left behind and and the cleanup of the galaxy. You know, I mean, yeah. that was sort of, I mean, not not to get too deep into this, but part of what I didn't like about Rise of Skywalker was how at the end of the movie we're supposed to sort of feel like it's a satisfying end. Um, and I mean, they, they told us for like a year leading up to it, that this was meant to be the end. Um, but at the same time, um, we're left with the galaxy without a Republic, without a government. Uh, there's no Jedi order. There's, you know, uh, Ray standing at a sunrise. Yeah. I mean, everything is at a blank slate. So I think, I, I think we definitely need, to see going like i mean yeah it's great that this is the end of the saga but this we're, we're back at zero 
So they need to start building again. Well, and, and Kathleen Kennedy did say at Celebration Orlando, I think, that they're fleshing out the next 10 years and what's next for Finn and Ray and, and Poe, like all these mm-hmm. those characters that they're like, yeah, no, we'll see them again. And at that point, I was I was kind of agitated that she said that. And I was like, well, the, <laughs> first of all, it's a spoiler. Like this was in two, uh, 2017. <laughs> Okay, so all, all three of those characters are going to survive, I guess. Which, I mean, it's not that much of a reach, but... Yeah, but to be fair, Kyle, there was a different script at that point. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, who knows what it, what's changed, right? But I was like, wh- why would you say that now? Like, that just... You took away just... For me, you, you took away a whole bunch of stakes from the movie. Mm-hmm. Or, or uh, sorry, of, the, of this trilogy. Like, I, I can figure out for my... I can assume for myself that these characters will be okay. But now you've kind of confirmed it for me. Anyway, um, my my initial reaction was the same as Bad Batch. I was like, yeah, cool. But like, I'm I'm itching for the new thing. And mm-hmm. but I, mm. on the on my on the plus side, I get my wish. Like I was hoping that a solo sequel or a spiritual successor would happen on Disney Plus, and mm-hmm. it that's where it, yeah. that's where it's going to go. So I I'm really I'm happy about that. Now, but there was some backstory to this, and before we go give uh, Corey and Noah from uh, Kessel Run Transmissions all the credit, we got to go back to September 2017, uh, uh, 2019, sorry, uh, Jeremy Conrad from Star Wars Unity, he reported that a Star Wars Underworld show was taking shape for Disney+, and that they were trying to land Donald, Donald Glover for it. Mm. So he, like, he was on this back then, I think we kind of forgot about that story. And and so now the Kessel Run Transmissions come along with this, bringing it all together. And then around that same time, or maybe it was earlier this year, <laughs> this year's been so long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> John Kasdan tweeted something alluding to the idea that there was something in the works, at least something that was percolating either in his mind or at Lucasfilm itself, but uh, a sequel, spiritual sequel to Solo, but revolving around the crime syndicates. And I wonder oh, yeah. if, like, and well, we don't know if that, that was two separate projects or if that and the Lando project are the same or if they were merged and became one. But yeah, like that, that's a bit of the backstory to this, where we are now. But yeah, I, I'm so happy that it's on Disney Plus because now if it's, if it's, it's Lando, so there's some going to be some shady underworld stuff, but you can let those long cons play out now and you can let these scoundrels have these nice long arcs, surprising arcs. Um, yeah, like anything else. I mean, I'm, I'm excited because it's new Star Wars. But I, I, it, again, it'll, it'll be something that, you know, it, it, they'll have to sell me on. Yeah. Well, you say you say it'll have those underworld connections and there'll be, you know, some underhanded dealings. But I mean, my, my take was that after Solo, Lando had started sort of to break good. And that was when he started to go above board, you know, because um, we see him in Rebels and he's sort of starting his his business ventures and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we see him in Empire and he's, you know, full on businessman. No, no sketchy business at all. So, well, this, you know, that's that's sort yeah. of again, if it's what I said, where it's a solo prequel, where it's him and. L three off on adventures, back when he was still smuggling, that I could see having those ties. 
I will say the only reason he, and you may already be aware of this, but the only reason that he quote was retired from smuggling in solo was because his ship got stolen from him. Mm. Doesn't he mention something it in was, solo? About, do what? Doesn't he say something in solo as well about like, I'm done with that kind of life when, when uh, Kira catches up to him on whatever planet that is. Doesn't he say, well, al- it's, allude to it's like, a- Eh, I'm out kind of thing. Yeah, but it's a bit of a front just because he his whole game there is to convince them to help him get his ship out of the restraints. (laughs) Right. That's the whole game. That's true. Because his ship is locked down in an impound lot and he wants it out. And so he tricks (laughs) them into helping him. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I mean, I still think I still think that's sort of where, after all that, I think he sort of realizes, you know, after losing the Falcon. Yeah, um, I think yeah. S- in, in my head anyway, that's where he starts to see like, okay, this just isn't working for me. I keep, you know, gaining all this and then I lose it. You know. Yeah. It's almost like Maul's Sisyphus story, where it's just like, <laughs> you know. He keeps losing everything he gains, and and even by the time of Empire, that's still true. <laughs> but uh, I mean, for me, one of the big things is I mean, he doesn't have the Falcon after Solo. Yeah. So I, you know, I want to see more of that snazzy Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, like, so my my initial wish was, and it, this is sort of like a, a blanket for anything Star Wars, as I want to go forward. Like, I I love L three. I love the Falcon, obviously, but I wanted to go like further into Lando's life. But if this show could really be tailor made for like that one off adventure with a through line to it, so they could go back to before Solo and L3 and, and the Falcon could easily be in it. And then you mm-hmm. tell another story past Solo or you know, edging closer to a new hope. Who knows? Like they could do all kinds, like any episode, or, or you could have like two, three, ep- like an episode arc of two three episodes for example set in one time and then skip ahead a few years yeah the the trouble i have too is that we have content um of lando or with lando after solo like we have the rebels episodes uh we have the lando comic and i and the thing that worries me is them stepping on that if we go forward and again that's that's probably not a good good reason to not want them to do something, but I mean, it's, it's my reason. <laughs> Whereas, well, events before Solo, there's nothing there. Yeah, like we kind of call into question the continuity of it all now, right? Like, we, yeah, we've got that hiccup with the the Ahsoka novel in the aftermath yeah. of yeah. Clone Wars season seven. So they, they, they it's just, it's, I mean, re- overwriting a novel is one thing. Overwriting an episode of Rebels, where Lando was yeah. a part of it, mm. but uh, you yeah. know what? We like this better. Oh, that's that's a bit tough. Oh, listen, listen. You overwrite that Lando comic, I will cut you. <laughs> <laughs> that is too good and pure. Do not touch it. And, and, yeah. and, well, speaking of that comic, I mean, Lobot being super highlighted in that in that series. This, like, yeah, you would think this this Disney Plus show would definitely bring Lobot into the mix for the first time, like the meeting of Lando and Lobot, mm-hmm. for sure. But how do you bring Lobot in as, you know, his pre 
lobotomize self, but then not show him get lobotomized in the show. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, how, how is, how is a, whoever's in charge of writing and directing that show, not gonna want to do that. That's true. That's true. So, that, you know, the, those are big moments in Lando's life. So, I mean, they could adapt them or redo them, which again, you don't want to have, you don't, you don't want to go down that road. Yeah. I mean, if they had known what Disney plus was going to be in 2015, when that comic was written, they probably would have steered soul away from it, you know? Yeah. So, but I mean, it is what it is now. And it's kind of like, well, do you care more about having it on screen or do you care more about, you know, keeping your, your canon kind of pure. And it's like, well, I kind of want both. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it's, it's, you're into the territory of character versus continuity. Yeah. And I know what a storyteller would love to do, but as fans who like a clean continuity, <laughs> we're like, Oh, yeah. come on. You got, you got to, you got to figure out a way to make it both, to make both happen. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's for all those reasons that I hope it's a prequel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, um, I really like what Kyle was saying about it being sort of like a jumping around kind of thing, because that makes me think of Tales from Wild Space and the Star Wars Adventures comics, mm. um, where it's a frame story. So you right. have Emil Graf talking to Crater and Boo, his droids, and Noni, the Kwaki monkey lizard. And it's always like a, a morality tale. So there, something happens, and then Emil's like, well, I remember a story. And then it goes into the story. And these stories are prequel stories original trilogy stories, sequel trilogy stories, they're all over the place. And mm. yet it's like, I, and I love it. That would be really interesting if they did something like that, where the, it was Lando and Jana to, you know, frame the story. And then the middle story, the meat of the story was Donald Glover. Yeah. I think yeah. that would be cool. For that me. would be cool. That, would, that could work for sure. Yeah, that would be cool. I think it'd be cool if we, again, it's just like, I'm going to be like, okay, what, so what are, where are Lando and Jana going while they're, you know, telling these stories? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, yeah. they're just, you know, on, on a ship so and, or in a cantina somewhere or like, okay, why are they in that cantina? Like, they're writing thank you, you cards know. to everybody who showed up at Exegol. <laughs> Oh, right. Right. <laughs> Season 23, still writing those thank you letters. Yeah. And a condolence card to Wedge. <laughs> oh. Nothing for Nora? <laughs> Who's Nora? Oh, right. Yeah, right. Who's Nora? Nobody Nobody seems to know Nora there, so. You know. Boy. Any whoozle. Let's let's not do that again, Nathan. <laughs> but I mean, this again, this could. I mean, you mentioned Maul and Sisyphus, Nathan. I think that's kind of a good trope to look at for Lando, where like it seems like he's constantly trying to escape the life of of being a scoundrel and a smuggler, and he just mm -hmm. gets sucked back into it. And I I feel like that this show will 
certainly beat the hell out of, <laughs> out of that trope again. Like every well, time listen, he steps forward, I, he's going to get sucked back in. I want to find out more about Lando's mom. That's what I want to find out about. Because she sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I can just for think real, about... For, for, yeah. from, what he, from what he tells us in Solo about his mom, yeah. she sounds badass. You know? I'm I want to find out more about their relationship. All I do is think about Vince Vaughn talking about his mom in... What, is it Wedding Crashers? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen Wedding Crashers in like 15 years, Kyle. I adore that movie. <laughs> I love it so much. Uh, does this door... Does this show... I mean, obviously, it, it opens the door for the return of a lot of people. Aaron Reichs, mm-hmm. Suetamo, Amelia Clark. Like These people could all saunter back into the show does anybody doubt that uh i mean kira seems to know him uh right have a a fair bit of uh seems to have had a fair number of dealings with them prior they seem to have somewhat of a relationship there so i think i think they have enough of a connection on their own that they that could work yeah, and I, you know, I'm always so touchy about the Aaron Reich thing, or getting Lando and and Han back together. Han, are we, we going to call him Han in this purpose? Yeah. We're, We're sort of in in Vader <laughs> and Obi Wan territory here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because the way they end it is so great at the end of of the movie, and then yeah. the way they meet again in Empire is so perfect. They're just they invert the way that they interacted previously on uh, that whatever that place is where where Han finally wins the Falcon. It's the exact inverted type of greeting they give each other. It's it's perfect. So I don't think those two should meet again. Yeah, I I, just... I think it would be interesting. Sorry, Marie. Go oh, you're ahead. fine. Go ahead. I just think it would be interesting if if we eventually get a a Han series as well. Yeah. If mm. In those series, we sort of see them getting glimpses of each other's life, like maybe Han's on. The hollow net sees some news report about Lando buying Cloud City or you know something like that. I think that'd be fun. And Lando maybe sees that Han got arrested or you know, something or a wanted poster for Han or something like that. Like and kind of just rolls his eyes and walks on. That yeah. kind of thing. They just sort of get glimpses of each other's lives. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, like the ships passing in the night kind of thing. Or yeah. Orlando just actively steering clear of him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Marie, what yeah. were you going to say? Um, that I feel like in the novel Last Shot, that they made it seem like they had a deeper relationship. It's that's like true. a it more continuous relationship. Yeah, because when mm. they had the yeah, whenever you would hear, at least I felt when you'd hear old or post Jedi han talking with lando it felt like the relationship was much deeper but when you go with what we know from solo and then skipping ahead how many years that is 10 12 years to empire there's no friendship there (laughs) they had an adventure together yeah they split on bad terms and so where's the closeness come from well then there's also i i think i'm correct in the placement of this a short story and from a certain point of view called The Angle that is about Lando sitting in a cantina and seeing on the the TV 
um, news reports of people from the rebellion and sees one of the pilots piloting a certain way. And I guess he noticed it was a Millennium Falcon, but was like, noticed the way that the ship was flying and everything and said, oh my gosh, that's Han. What's his angle? Why is he with the rebellion? That's pretty cool. I don't remember that story. Oh, another book to reread. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, part of it for me is it always comes down to, not always, sometimes it comes down to um, how we don't know how long the movies take, like the 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 time span of the movies like how much time passes and and maybe there's an answer to this and i don't know it but how much time passes between the tatooine rescue and you know the assault on endor like yeah you know how many how many days or weeks goes by there like yeah i mean as far as we know it could be hours but you know i mean you got to consider that Han needs time to recover and and they just finished this operation and they're meeting back up with rebellion like I don't know I mean given given enough time I mean you can you can build that sort of rapport with someone over you know that amount of time and you also consider how much time that Lando has probably spent with with Leia and Chewie and and Luke over that time it's the time that Han was in Carbonite. So, well, we're going to find you know, out, right? It, Charles yeah. Soule's going to tell us in that that uh, ongoing Star Wars series now. Yeah, and and the other thing is consider how close that Han, Luke, and Leia are, and Chewie are just at the end of A New Hope. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, true. I mean, th- th- these bonds, you know, bonds are forged in war. <laughs> 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 these people in in these movies don't take that much time to become close. You know, <laughs> isn't that funny though? And again, taking it back to Rise of Skywalker, people complained about how why are are, are Ray and Poe and Finn suddenly such good friends when in the Last Jedi they were not together at all? How does that make any sense? Yet in A New Hope, they're the best of friends at the end. Yeah, yeah. the bo- like yeah, That's like you said, point. like like you said, Nathan, this war has a way of bringing people together. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, imagine it, you know the they're lifelong friends by the end of. After what two days? Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> um. Well. So okay. So we'll, we'll we're talking about this show as if it's it's a real thing, and given the track record, I'm going to give Kessel Run Transmissions the benefit of the doubt, based just based on their their Bad Batch uh, scoop. I'm going to just assume that this is happening. But it it, it feels like you know now that we're going to wait till 2023 for the big screen, it feels like there's going to be a lot of gap filling with solo sequel material. Yeah. yeah. The, like, and, you know, we're talking about this as a, as a, as a rumor. The mill has just gone wild because over the weekend we heard that uh, there could have also been a mall thing, which <laughs> I, I didn't even pay attention to that rumor very much. Was it a, a mall focused show with Kira? I had heard that there were, that Maul was going to show up in multiple projects. Right. That, yes. There was like some sort of Maul initiative. That's <laughs> almost oh, wow. sounded like going on. Where, so I don't know if Maul was going to be sort of the thread, like he was going to be the thread that tied all the 
these shows together. But, uh, well, <laughs> yeah. in light of recent events in one actor's life, who knows what's going to happen there now? If that was the I mean, plan, I'm sure that plan is. And that's if that was the plan, the vision to thread Maul through all these Disney Plus shows in this three year stretch. And now this with with Ray Park. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not out of the realm of possibility. And for all we know, this could have all been animation, you know, I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, and, you know, I mean, it's it's not. Uh, it's it's complicated, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it, again, these are just whispers at this point, and we don't know if there were actual concrete plans. I mean, this this Lando show seems like it's something that's happening. And, you know, even even if you're unsure about the Billy D stuff, like I think there's a Donald Glover Lando show happening for sure, um, because there's just, you know, there's too much smoke for no fire. Oh, yeah. Uh, like I was I, I'm not surprised at all about this. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming this is real. And I assume in a month from now, whenever the window for celebration is supposed was where it was supposed to have happened. I feel like by the end of August, we will have official word. Yeah, I mean, there's a good possibility. But every everything else, like the mall stuff and even the Billy D stuff, like that's a whisper at this point. Yeah. And, you know, it, that could have been, you know, a, a thought someone had. That could have been a fart at, in the Lucasfilm <laughs> office. Like, you know, like, <laughs> there may be absolutely no substance to it. But, you know... I think we can be pretty sure of the Lando show. I think so. Um, and then the Kessel Run guys weren't quite finished. Uh, if, if you're fed up with spoilers, this type of report, the potential spoiler, anything like that, skip ahead for a few minutes until we get to the uh, our chat about Star Wars publishing. But uh, these guys, Noah and Corey, they were just, just after midnight on Saturday. They jumped on YouTube and broke another scoop that um, Tarkin is going to be in the Cassian Andor series, which shocking nobody, shocking nobody, right? Like they were teasing it on Twitter. Like they were like, "Oh, this is, we got some big news <laughs> to, to announce on Tuesday," and I was like, "Ooh!" And then they they started playing with us on Twitter and said, "Well, hey Corey, what if we do it right now?" And so they jumped on YouTube and did a, a, a live video on YouTube early Sunday morning. Like this is like twelve thirty, just after just yeah, just after midnight. So I, I watched along, I followed along, and they didn't waste any time getting to it. But I was like, yeah, I, I, I fully assumed Tarkin was going to come back for this. But it's cool to yeah. know he's he's allegedly going to be back. Yeah, I uh, I didn't watch it live. I watched it after the fact, the video that they posted on YouTube. And uh, like you said, they got right to it. And then I checked and I was like, this is a 20 minute video. <laughs> <laughs> we do not need 20 minutes for this guys it's you know that well but, yeah uh, I mean, that's i'm like i don't i don't even let's i mean get a reaction uh marie are you happy to hear about tarkin coming back oh yeah for yeah. sure and that's it <laughs> there's yeah. no like tarkin is such a known quantity that we know exactly what we're going to get from him and i'm not shocked at all so i feel like we're just like yeah okay and and then move on from it yeah, it's just gonna be more bitchy Wilhoff. That's all. <laughs> Works for me. I mean, you know what was weird? Like, and I hadn't, I hadn't been, I wasn't online too much over the weekend, 
But when I did drop in, like I every time I saw it, like I saw this, maybe it's just me, but I saw this building backlash against this type of rumor report. Like it, it sounded like people in growing numbers are starting to get fed up with people stealing Lucasfilm's thunder and ruining these announcements or surprises that are planned for us. And I get it for sure. Like I wish there were more surprises for us to celebrate. Like, uh, like hearing Palpatine in the, in the rise of Skywalker teaser. Like we don't get a, a lot of those moments as a fandom, but on the flip side, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like we're never going back to the way it was. Yeah. Well, there's a line for me where, you know, I, I do think that this Tarkin, this Tarkin rumor is, is a spoiler. And I think that they should have been a little more uh, careful about it. Like, my my contention is that you can't spoil a press release. <laughs> you know, you, it like stealing Lucasfilm's thunder. Don't I? I couldn't care less. Like, if you they want to report that there's a Lando show coming, bring it on. the The Tarkin stuff is like that's a spoiler for the story. Yeah, like mm-hmm. like it. it it's like it'd be like reporting that Tarkin was in Rogue One. That's a spoiler. It's the same case here. Like they they, they should have treated that as a spoiler. The Lando show, I mean, that's that's something that's going to be public knowledge before the Lando show comes out anyway. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, imagine watching the imagine watching the first episode of the Lando show and saying, "Oh shit." Lando's in this, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just not going to happen. But like you're watching the Cassian Andor series, Tarkin showing up is probably 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 wanted that to be a, a shocking moment, like like in Rogue One. So yeah, I mean, when you get down to the nitty gritty of this stuff, there are certain things that yeah, we they these reporters should be treating it as spoilers. Um, but again, anything that was going to be in a press release, I my opinion is that you can't spoil that. Yeah, it's fairly sterile stuff anyway. There's no story yeah. points. That, I mean, I, I can't remember. A, I can't remember a, a press release with story points to it. So yeah, I mean, it's just very sterile, cold news. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, remember when when Lucasfilm confirmed Ewan coming back for the Kenobi series, and how we were just like, yeah, we know. Yeah. <laughs> Like it feels like we're gonna get more moments like that going forward than moments like where we meet the child and we're like, holy shit, <laughs> what? Yeah, and that's yeah. That, that is too bad. I mean, it sucks. Well, At the same again, time, it's, it's just, like it is what it is. It's like like I I don't care that if you know there were reports that they were doing a Mandalorian show. Great, I I didn't need that to be surprised by that. Like I was surprised when the report came out <laughs> you know like i still got to be surprised by it but again yeah they kept they treated the the child as a spoiler and that's the way it should be you know mm-hmm. i remember when the cassian andor show was announced though and like twitter blew up and i was freaking out and i think i sent like five tweets in the matter manner of like an hour where I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> but that was totally out of nowhere. 
Um, I don't remember there being a report. Maybe I just don't pay attention, but I don't remember there being any reports about a Cassian Andor show before it was announced. No, I don't. Th- I think you're right there. Yeah. I don't think there. I don't uh, think there were. I think you're right, Marie. And so the Tarkin news makes me think, oh, there still is a Cassian Andor show. Thank goodness. Yeah, yeah. there was that time where it was like this thing. It kept getting pushed reportedly getting pushed and then there was there was talk of it just falling apart and then tony gilroy came in and took over the show from S- Stephen schiff is that the name i, I can't remember sounds, sounds right and and apparently it's it's back on track and good <laughs> the, yeah. the show the show was once at the bottom of my list of things to be excited about but now like it's starting to coalesce and it, i'm excited for all these projects now <laughs> Oh, I'm just waiting for that that uh, report that saw Guerrero's in it. Oh, I need it. I need it. Yeah, you need more of your boy there. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I mean, again, again, I will say, I just want to say, like, again, none of us were shocked by this Tarkin news. So I don't think we would have been any more shocked if Lucasfilm had announced that, you know? <laughs> No, I th- so I, gotta, just, I have to imagine this this was going to be a thing where they they surprise us again. Where hey, look who it is, Will Huff. Yeah, and we kind of we had that moment four years ago, and I don't think it's going to play exactly the same. Sort of, we've seen the rabbit at this point. Mm-hmm. Well, now we're just going to do side by sides screen caps to see how they've improved on that. Yeah, <laughs> do a Rogue One special edition, and it just, it just, I mean, it just goes to show, right? Like. Oh God, that that is true. That's gonna happen. <laughs> but with that, te- like, I'm sure they invested quite heavily in that technology to do that with Tarkin and with Leia at the end of the movie. If they'd invest, I don't know how much it cost and how much time it took to the- for them to do that. But if I-, I imagine it was significant, it's not like they're not gonna do that again. Well, ILM has done Thanos since, you know. I mean, the- if. If you watch uh, Corridor Crew and watch their VFX Artist React series, when they they talk about they've done episodes where they've talked about Tarkin and talked about Thanos and stuff, and like sort of you can see the the leaps they've made even since 2016, and it's it's Tarkin would definitely look better now than he did in 2016. Leia would definitely look better, but you know. I mean, that's just the nature. Jar Jar would look better now. It's Jar Jar, just, you know. I wonder if he's still going to be in it. Oh, no, that, that was the Kenobi series, right? He was rumored to be in the Kenobi series. He better yeah. be. There's, yeah, there's, still, there's still some potential for some really good dramatic moments in, with that meeting. Listen, I watched Phantom Menace last night, and I was still giggling at Jar Jar. <laughs> Y'all got sticks up your asses. <laughs> no, I love him. I love Jar Jar. No, not, not you, but, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Generally, <laughs> it's uh, I don't know. He's he's just delightful. You know, he's anyway. a joy. He's a. After my heart attack, cash from Active Care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from Active Care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is Active Care? Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke. 
and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So, get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Joy. All right, uh, let's put that aside for now. Let's talk about some of the publishing stuff. So late last week, again, everything kind of happened late last week, uh, StarWars.com released some more info about the High Republic, including a profile on <laughs> the Transocean Jedi named Skier. <laughs> that, was, that was cool. He's a big, beefy boy. <laughs> Isn't he? I think, yeah, I think he's been hiding some Oreos in his, in his uh, Jedi quarters. <laughs> but yeah, there's I, a... a Oh, go ahead. No, go go ahead, Marie. I was going to say, I adore Trandoshans in out-of-place contexts. Because, mm. like, in the Dr. Aphra se- series and the annu- uh, yeah. the annuals, um, <laughs> I love the Trandoshan monster hunter who's, like, yeah. afraid to kill things. Um <laughs> So having a Trandoshan Jedi, I'm just like, that's amazing because it's so <laughs> out of character for that species. Mm-hmm. You wonder how he's going to so get along great. with, uh, what's his name? Aga Buri? Buri Aga? <laughs> yeah, I mean, according yeah. to the lore, Trandoshans and, and Wookiees don't get along very well at all. Yep, so exactly. Could there be some beef between these two? Yeah, not the Jedi way. It's it's not. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe these two are the guys that uh, you know put a rift right through the Jedi Order. Yeah, maybe it's their well, fault. It does for the save... whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was there anything else that stood out to you in that Republic info dump? The f- when I read the description of of him, um, it, it right away gave me Rail Avaros vibes. Hmm. Just the description of him, like he's, you know, doesn't always follow the rules and he's got secrets and yeah, definitely. Like even, you know, he, I mean, he's a, I always read Rail as sort of a stocky character, you know? So that was, when I'm reading the description, that was the first thing I thought of that sort of character. And I wonder if that is sort of the character he's going to play, sort of the role he'll play. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just as excited as I ever have been for for the High Republic. Which still seems so far off. <laughs> oh, man. It's not fair. We gotta get through, like, we gotta get through COVID Black Friday <laughs> before we get to the High Republic. Oh, uh, man. Was, was anything stand, stand out to you in that little info dump, Marie? Um, well, just the, the, the fact that there was a Trandoshan Jedi, but also, 
um the his secret so i'm really curious like it kind of reminds me of the secret in dooku jedi lost where that one jedi had a had a child and so it's like what could this guy's secret be and is it something that's against the jedi sort of code um or is it that is it really a bad thing or is it a Jedi bad thing? You know, <laughs> I love that distinction. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is a, a, there is a distinction to be made. <laughs> there definitely yeah. is. Talking about having, I've never, I've never heard it framed that way before. Is it a real bad thing or just some Jedi nonsense? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like are, are the Jedi's already sticks in the mud at this point? Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. I wonder. Oh boy, there's a whole rabbit hole we could go down there. But like, could <laughs> he be could... a disappointment? Wouldn't it if it turns out that all the Jedi in the High Republic are Mace Windu? <laughs> <laughs> you know, could he have a little bit of um, what's his face in him? General Krell, uh, uh, Pong Krell. Oh yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Like, is it that kind of thing, or is it? just a jedi thing he's, he's been stealing all the popcorn from around the jedi temple like he's been hoarding it with <laughs> put it stashing it with the oreos <laughs> but or, or yeah i mean like that's that's bad behavior but also like that gets you demoted to temple guard but <laughs> being a you know a pong krell impersonator where you're actually a slith sith sleeper agent yeah that's that's that is that qualifies as jedi bad Maybe we find out that We're actually bad. After all, all, yeah. all this time, Jedi are supposed to be vegetarian, but he's been eating meat. <laughs> <laughs> he's been eating all the younglings. They keep disappearing. He's been, he, he's uh. been eating Wookies. <laughs> and uh. thus, the two species started a war. <laughs> my cat is so tangled right now in my <laughs> headphone cord. Oh God! Okay, I got it. <laughs> I, my cat does the same. Like I, she accosts me every week on on the podcast. I don't know why. <laughs> um, I thought there was some pretty cool stuff there about the Santeca family. Yes, mm. that was interesting. Yeah, like Laura Santeca and his his ancestors. Like they were described as like a hyperspace prospectors. Like they were the ones seeking out hyperspace routes to the outer reaches. And then that and that family was a was a dynasty. And that they're yeah. kind of like scions of technology, and they were in they were cozy with the Chancellor at the time. Like that's that's pretty cool stuff. And to follow that down to where we find Laura Santeca in in the Force Awakens, like that that's that's cool stuff to me. Like given how devoted he was, Laura Santeca to the Jedi, the Church of the Force. Like I I wonder if the Santeca clan is um an, an instrumental piece in bringing the Jedi and Republic closer together in the wake of the great disaster and thereby getting these two bodies in bed together which eventually becomes their downfall like could it be yeah. all Lor Santeca's family's fault mm. man the church of the force is sounding more and more like scientology if they ever cast uh, with Tom Cruise or or John Travolta as Church of the Force users, I'm I'm running. The podcast is over. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. I mean, we've been looking for Skywalker and we're getting Staros and Santeca. I mean, these these I don't think either of those names are ones that we expected to hear. Right. Uh, related to High Republic. I mean, we were I think collectively we were all mortified at the idea of uh Skywalker showing up. Um, <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean Getting some some Staros action is is welcome, um, especially well, that, what Justina Ireland laid out about about that ancestry. I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah, let, let's jump into the um, SDCC panel, the Lucasfilm Publishing panel from that was what on Friday of last week, and yeah, yeah so Justina Ireland, who is writing the Middle Age novel for uh, Star Wars for the High Republic, I forget now. Now I forget what it's called. Is it Children? Ah, damn it. They all sound the same. I can't. I can't keep them straight. It's so it frustrating. Is... Where? Ah. We're gonna find it, people. Hang in there. It's a coming. test of courage. Yes. There we go. That book just became a lot more interesting to me. It's on my wish list anyway. But it just, it got it became a lot better in the or a lot more interesting as a premise with this character Avon Staros in it, and. Mm-hmm. Of course, I mean Star Wars does this a lot. I don't know why, but to make make it one of Sana's ancestors, okay, sure. Why I don't know. Why did you, I don't know why you had to do this, but the I love the the, the characters. She's a twelve year old girl, and she loves science, and she asks the questions that we ask, like what is the Force? Scientifically speaking, what is the Force? Like what's a kyber crystal? How does it work? That kind of stuff sounds fascinating to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for them to kind of... I, I, I don't know how deep they're going to go into it. It sounds deep enough. Like, I don't know if we're going to go down midi-chlorian lane, but it sounds like we're going to go back there. Well, I think it's cool that, uh, you know, it's it's the name and it's an ancestor. And they had, again, she, she Justina Ireland made a point of saying that they weren't going to reveal right now what the exact lineage is uh but i mean you know i mean it could be you know it's 200 years <laughs> i mean it, does it really the connection matter? could be no yeah it, not probably not i mean the connection could be so tenuous that it's just because it's a recognizable name and it's just to get people excited um i mean at, at its tightest it's her like great 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 grandmother yeah at best. <laughs> yeah. If I met my yeah. great, 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 great grandmother, I'd be like, okay, how do you turn mm-hmm. butter? Like, uh, show me. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be so far removed and, you know, may, who knows in, in the Star Wars comic or, or in Afra or who knows where we could get Sana for some reason having to find out about her ancestry. You know, you know who knows where that could go. But as far as we can tell, it's not going to have any bearing <laughs> on on Sana. So to me, it's not a not a huge deal. It is it is interesting that they would use pick her to use her name, but it could be just that it rolls off the tongue better <laughs> than sure. anything they come up with. Uh, Marie, did anything jump out from to you on that Lucasfilm publishing panel? Um. 
For me, loving the reference books, um, the lightsaber book oh. sounds mm-hmm. really exciting. I can't wait for that. Um, yeah, because like they said, every lightsaber that has ever been shown in movies and TV shows. And so I was like, whoa, that's a lot mm-hmm. of lightsabers. But you're talking all sorts of cool things. So, mm-hmm. like, I have the the lightsaber book they put out. I think it was last year. Um, and it was Pablo's that book, I think. Yeah, that was a really great book. Um, but this seems to be taking it even farther. So that's really exciting. That's an Inside Editions book, right? I think that's who's publishing it. Uh. I'm not sure. So it sounds expensive. <laughs> it's yeah, forty it, bucks. It may be. How much? Just for for us in Canada, it's forty bucks. So for you, that's oh gonna really? Be, yeah. Oh. thirty dollars. I expected US. that to be. Like, I, I expected that to be like a tome. I um, hundred and fifty six pages. And it, but oh, it is not bad. It's inside editions for sure. Huh. Well. I, I was I was a little worried. <laughs> I expected that to be, you know, sort of a premium sort of publication. But I, okay. I, you're right. I fully expected this to be like a seventy eighty dollar book when I first yeah. heard about it, and then to see it drop here at at thirty nine fifty nine with weird price, but still, that's digestible. I can do that, and I, mm-hmm. I love to like draw lightsaber hilts, and mm-hmm. this book's gonna be a, a like a perfect reference book for me. Mm, definitely. All over that one. Um, I liked hearing Greg Pak speak on Vader. Oh, yeah. And just, it, it's always cool to get other insights into things that you think you know cold, like Empire Strikes Back. And, and just to hear him re- reiterate that in that moment, the I am your father moment, that Vader is just as traumatized as Luke. And to hear uh, uh, Greg Pak sort of frame it like, this is a guy who's been rejected by Padme. Um, like Luke then rejects him when he offers him to join him. Luke says, no, "Like Luke chooses death over over joining his father." Like this is family, and they keep rejecting him. You Poor know, and, Annie. Yeah, and I, I'd, I'd add to that, like, not that I, I don't want to have to feel bad for the guy who killed millions, but <laughs> like, I'd add to that Obi Wan and the entire Jedi Order. Like this, he to him, he feels like he's been betrayed and abandoned over and over again and so in that moment like yeah there's vader walks off the bridge of the star destroyer and he doesn't kill any of his men for failing to to stop the falcon and it's it's just because the guy is so messed up so i I liked i loved hearing that um and then he also said he teased that there'd be elements of his next arc in on, on uh on darth vader that would feed into rise of skywalker and I'm really yeah. curious about what that is. Vader's For getting sure. his wayfinder. That would be so That's cool. That's a good shout. That's got because I've been thinking all I, I watched the panel today and I'm like, what could it be? Like, I don't get it. It's gotta be the wayfinder, right? Yeah, I definitely think he's going to Exegol. Oh. That's gotta be it. That's a good shout, Nathan. <laughs> I'm like, what could it be? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. That's 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 boy, that seems like an easy and cool well, thing for them to do. And if you remember, well, I don't, did you read the novelization, Kyle? No. 
No, okay. Well, it, it, <laughs> the, the eye begin- of webbish fog. <laughs> yeah, they left. They left the uh, the oracle scene in the novelization, and the oracle says, calls Vader uh, their lord, and says that Vader entrusted it, uh, its protection to the oracle. Or something like that. Now, I, I I remember reading it and thinking, okay, that could be like the their cultish delusion, you know, thinking that the ghost of Darth Vader entrusted the protection of the Wayfinder to them. Or I wonder if did Vader give it to this underwater creature for safekeeping, <laughs> you know? So I mean, that that would be kind of cool to, if if. He gets the Wayfinder, or Palpatine sends him on a quest to find the Wayfinders. Maybe he has to find both of them for Palpatine. Or maybe Palpatine cool. found his and says, well, as a test, I'm going to send you to find the other one. And then when Vader gets back to Mustafar, he gives the Wayfinder to the Oracle for safekeeping or something like that. That would be a cool way to tie it all in. Yeah, I would love to see the Eye of Webbish Bog because it sounded bizarro land. <laughs> like, I thought I was reading something from King Arthur when I was reading that scene. Like, yeah. this crazy blind giant with a spider coming out of its head. And I was like, <laughs> what? So, <laughs> like, that would be awesome to see that. Yeah. In print, like in visual print, that would be really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it sounds like way out of step, to, like for a movie, but that it seems like it'd be the perfect fit. Like that would have fit super well in the, like the 1970s Star Wars comic. Cause that, that whole series was mm-hmm. completely banana pants. Like it was nuts. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, to have that scene or just, that that character back in the uh, wow that would that that would work for sure go to mm-hmm. mustafar yeah. and exegol damn yep. that works because i think didn't greg pack say that I, I don't know during that panel or in somewhere online but that the emperor was like vader was going to be in line for like a, a real punishment from the emperor mm. i don't know if you guys read that or heard that yeah it sounds familiar there's a lot going on <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's a and it'd be cool because I don't think we've have we seen Vader on Mustafar after after Rogue One. I think everything we've seen with Vader on Mustafar has taken place before Rogue One, hasn't it? And during Rogue One. What about? Hmm. Well, Vader's castle. We I don't know. That's yeah. Yeah, that's to Vader's little... castle and um. Yeah. But that's that's I don't know if that's is that sort of determine when those take place. I'm trying to remember. I don't think so. Maybe just based on the characters within, you can maybe pin it to some general area. But no, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. Milo and Lena. Um, I mean, that's during like the the Empire's going strong. So, hmm. I and like. My the thing is the Adventures in Wild Space series, um, Milo and Lena are running from the Empire then, right? And then they're working for the Rebellion, 
in the Vader's Castle series. Right. So it would probably be time would have had to pass. So that has to be after Rogue One. Right. Okay. But even so, those are a bit of a different entity. So like still canon. I know. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) But. But you know, it's a bit of a it is a bit of a different entity. I mean, you know, it it's sort of set apart from the quote unquote main story. You know, yeah. Don't, I mean, I don't know if they're officially called canon adjacent, but yeah, I mean, whatever. I I mean, they're not, <laughs> I they're not to say. those those aren't Vader's story in the way that the Vader comic is. You know what I mean? That's, True. That, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yes. Sort of in the in the in the primary narrative, I'll call it. Okay, uh, I'll accept we, that. We haven't seen Mustafar after Rogue One. Because Milo and Lena are totally canon. So. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love those two characters. <laughs> yeah. So so anyway, yeah, it'd be cool if we'd be cool if we saw Mustafar sort of um later on um you know in in that vader series it'd be cool especially especially so close to the end you know it could be one of the last times that vader's ever back there yeah and you know talking about how greg pack is going to write in some sort of connectivity to rise of skywalker i bet at some point there's going to be some connectivity to the kenobi series as well at some, if they can get that off the ground and get those notes, or or you know, if they can work with Greg Pak quickly enough on his run, I bet you somewhere there's going to be some sort of tie. Like I can see a scene where the Emperor, um, a scene like obviously set after A New Hope, but a scene where the Emperor is giving Vader the gears because Kenobi was alive at all. Mm-hmm. he's going to just guilt him and blame him that Kenobi was alive at all. And look what you did. It led to Skywalker and the, the destruction of the death star. And you, you failed me Vader. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that I always thought was funny was that Vader never found out about Yoda. <laughs> yeah. He always gave Obi-Wan credit for training Luke, right? <laughs> Yeah, even him or Obi-Wan trained you well. Yoda's like, what the hell, man? <laughs> <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> like, say your work. Come on. <laughs> Show your sources, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was, uh, and even even by the time of like Jedi, like he Luke never bothers to correct him. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I've I, I've always not that it's a gripe. I don't consider that a gripe, but it's just like why why wouldn't Luke just twist that knife a little bit? Oh, actually, yeah, you thought Obi-Wan did this? Now, Yoda too. Yeah. <laughs> and both, and then Palpatine and Vader just look at each other and shrug. Like, I don't know. I, I thought he was dead. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> well, it'd be so funny if, if uh, Palpatine's given Vader shit to, you know, all this time for allowing obi-wan to live and then they both vader finds it that yoda's alive and he's like what the hell man <laughs> you give me all this shit for obi-wan and yoda's still out there you were supposed to take care of that guy but then yeah uh, snoke, yeah <laughs> snoke takes kylo to dagobah at some point right oh, yeah 
How would that have worked? I, uh, Luke tells Ben Solo about his time t- training. Is that that may have actually been in the book? I don't know. I hmm. like Luke tells Ben Solo about his time training on Dagobah with Yoda. Ben tells becomes Kylo tells Snoke, and so they go visit Dagobah together. Man, I don't. Oh, this must be giving you fits now, Nathan. So, uh, <laughs> I just ruined your night's sleep, didn't I? No, but but I'm just thinking, like, the way that so many people seem to know the intimate details of what went on <laughs> during the original trilogy is like, we know that Luke wrote all those notes down in the journals and the Jedi texts. Like, man, he must have published them at some point. <laughs> because <laughs> like everybody knows every intimate detail of what happened to to luke <laughs> during yeah. the original trilogy <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah okay he wrote his memoirs screw you kyle <laughs> ruined my night you know what really gets me <laughs> to go along with that the scene at the end of the last jedi when they're acting out the battle on crate using those little like toys the little the barn kids the kids in the (laughs) the the barn barn kids kids. (laughs) the kids in the barn um how they're acting out the battle on crate and i'm like how do you know what happened on the battle of crate like what that's like a that's that's the in-universe sketch show kids in the barn (laughs) (laughs) guess what marie i think you just titled the episode Kids in the barn. The kids in the barn. Oh boy! <laughs> you gotta get Scott Thompson in Star Star Wars now. No, please. <laughs> I don't think anything could could ruin Star Wars faster than for me than putting the kids in the hall in Star Wars. <laughs> if anybody doesn't know the kids in the hall, it's it's some mostly bad Canadian sketch comedy from the '90s, and also being revived on. Netflix? Amazon? I can't remember. It's an institution, Kyle. Doesn't matter if it's bad. Yeah, you're right. It really is an institution. <laughs> uh, I guess your mileage may vary. <laughs> okay. Um, last thing. Okay. Anyway, Nathan, anything else jump out to you on this panel? Um, I- I'm pretty pumped for the um, art of Galaxy's Edge book. Amy Radcliffe's new book. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be exciting. Uh, you know, to tie me over two years until I can get there. Hopefully two years. Um, but yeah, uh, that looks real interesting. And we might, you know, for those of us who haven't been able to visit, uh, it's probably going to be the most intimate detail. We'll see a lot of that stuff in for a while anyway. See, this is the first art of book that I have no interest in. And I know that... In that book, I'm sure Amy has packed it full of like cool little canonical tidbits. Oh yeah, that is just gonna. I'm gonna go. Oh Christ! Now I gotta buy this. Well, just the Doc Ondar is gonna be, <laughs> you know, amazing. The yeah. things that they were considering putting in there, but didn't yeah. afterwards. And like, well, why didn't they use that? <laughs> you know, that could give us clues as to what's coming down the pike. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Marie, anything for you? Anything else? Um, so you know how I read literally all the books. So <laughs> a Jedi you will be just looks absolutely adorable. <laughs> like 
The cover is precious. Yoda has never looked so playfully drawn. Um, and Luke looks like he's n- nine years old. And it's, but he's not because it takes place on Dagobah. But it's just really like playful and childlike and really cute looking. And the fact that when she wrote it, when she was writing the book, how she was looking at how the force would look and feel to children and Mm. so made a a lighter version of yoda teaching luke on dagobah so i'm really interested in how this book will come across yeah those those books can be sneaky though like sometimes i think adults often tend to like sleep on those books and just don't even bother but sometimes they're they're really clever and a little bit insightful yeah there's definitely like, some value in distilling the force down to its most basic concepts right yeah and like speaking of children's books like c3po does not like sand was a wonderful book so <laughs> I, <laughs> I loved that book um so i'm totally excited about this one you know <laughs> yeah um Last thing for me here is just the talk about the uh, the Clone Wars anthology book. Oh gosh, yes, that might be my most anticipated book for the fall. Man, I am just dying for that. And just we got we got Tom Angleberger writing Cad Bane, which he told Rick about in a very tongue in cheek way months ago. Uh, and then, like you said, uh, uh, Pretty Cheaper is writing Anakin. I forget. I forget. You mentioned what art, what art she was doing too from Clone Wars, the one with prisoners early on. Damn it, I forget. But she wanted to write Anakin, and so she got that. She got her wish granted. Uh, Rebecca Roanhorse is writing Darth Maul's story from from the episodes where Savage finds him on Lotho Minor, and he's going to be completely nuts. So she really wanted to get into that. Like she said, like after I wrote. Um, resistance reborn and i got to play with all the heroes and and you know write those voices she was really thrilled to be able to go and then write some of the villains and and darth maul yeah seeing how maul's brain works in that moment is going to be really interesting yeah so i'm just yeah i'm (gasps) I'm so excited for that book (laughs) i just realized i think i may have already known this but it's just now like making me super excited um i see that lou anders lou anders <laughs> is writing a, a story in the clone wars anthology mm-hmm. he of pirates, pirates price. price that book is a Yay! damn joy <laughs> that book is such a joy and yeah, and, and the audiobook i own it but haven't listened to the audiobook yet the whole thing is Hondo. I oh my gosh, yeah! I want to <laughs> listen to it for sure. I just <laughs> so awesome. Uh, I got I got all the time in the world for Hondo. Which you know, to bring it back to the beginning of the episode, that vintage collection Falcon comes with a Hondo figure. I saw. <laughs> mm, that's gonna uh, that's gonna kill me. But uh, I have there, a there's... Hondo Funko Pop though, so it's okay. Yeah, that's that's pretty. Oh, that's pretty cool. Now the real big news, you know. I mean, Thrawn novel coming out. 
in a couple of months. Hey, I think it sounds awesome. The the rising of the Chiss Ascendancy, like that's so cool. I, I will say this is the closest I got to having any interest at all in Thrawn, just because it feels like it could be self-contained enough to be interesting. Yeah, I mean, finding out about Thrawn's sort of like the way that the houses work and and all that stuff. Um, this it's starting to to sound feel a little more interesting to me. Like it's it's really sounding. Uh, having never seen Game of Thrones, it's sounding a little more Game of Thrones sort of that kind of um, sort of uh, family versus family kind of drama. Uh, it's a little bit it's definitely to that too. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely. Definitely piquing my interest more the closer we get to it. There's potential for a lot of world building, which makes me really excited. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's and that's the, the thing. I mean, it's another clean slate where I mean, Zahn can do whatever he wants, and it's not going to affect anything really. Yeah he's, yeah, he's been given his corner of the universe, right? Yeah. I mean, where is this all going with Thrawn, though? Right? There feels like there has to be something with Thrawn as a, as an end game, and in in sort of air quotes, like it can't like he's got to come back either back to animation or live action at some point, and there's got to be a, an an end point for this character, right? Like, where is that? Well, that's the thing. They're mm-hmm. they're going backwards. They keep going backwards. So <laughs> it, uh, I definitely think there's going to be more Thrawn uh, set in the future, but I don't think there is right now. I I, I don't think Filoni has any idea what he's going to do with Thrawn going forward. Yeah, and hmm, I wonder if they just keep milking that thing, right? He's he's yeah. He seems pretty bankable. People like him. So just keep giving us Chiss stories from the Unknown yep. Regions. Yep, and then there's the... Uh, there's the Poe Dameron novel. Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> Bobby Frick's in it. Yeah. yeah that makes me is. so excited. <laughs> yeah. And, and, the and only Zori, good thing about it. Zori win. I know. Wynn. <sighs> well, yep. I'm sure that won't, you know, tangle up any canon at all. You're going to read it anyway, though, right? I will. So, I I mean, there there is some sort of hair pulling about the timeline that that Rise of Skywalker sort of upset with Poe in his life. So, I mean, what we know is that at some point he went from the New Republic Navy into the Resistance. (laughs) Right. But do we know when he made that jump like how old like because this book is when he's a teenager right coming of age story so yeah so 16 17 18 years old chris terrio didn't know that poe dameron had parents how did he not know that poe dameron (laughs) well shara bay died what after about five years after A New Hope? In that area, right? Completely necessary. Completely. Man, I, uh, I'm, I'm just... I, I, I don't... 
like Nathan, what do you, what specifically is the issue? Cause I haven't, I don't know enough to. Well, like, apart from, apart from making the, you know, Guatemalan character, a drug runner. Well, <laughs> yeah. Apart from the issues with that. Uh, I I just don't think it was necessary. I don't uh, like what was wrong with Poe Dameron just being the guy who he came from the family, a family that fought in the rebellion and just grew up wanting to do what was right. Like what what is wrong with that story? Why does he need to have this angsty period? Like I uh, I understand he's a fictional character and you make these characters have interesting backstories and stuff but i thought that poe dameron was was interesting enough <laughs> i didn't think he needed this and it it i mean that that reveal in rise of skywalker completely it wasn't like the, the canon that it upset it it completely uh dissolved the understanding that i thought i had of this character you know, I mean, he was he he was a hot shot, and and you know the the problem his his character flaw was that he thought he was always right, and to me, that struck me as someone who grew up thinking they were always doing the right thing, and I don't think for one moment <laughs> Poe Dameron would think that drug running was the right thing. Well, I I think uh, this book is going to set him up in a way that he he joined this group of, of drug runners and he was just like the getaway car driver and he didn't really want to be there, but he had to, for whatever reason, hook up with these people and he just leaves them high and dry at some point. I feel like, yes, he's been labeled as a drug runner and I feel like this book is going to walk that back a little bit and just make him, he's part of the gang, but he just drove the car. I don't know. I to me, Poe Dameron just never struck me as someone who had tragedy or, you know, a dysfunctional family growing up. You know, like like I I don't understand how Poe Dameron had a strained relationship with his father. He just doesn't strike me as that type of character. Uh, he doesn't strike me. You know, like well, it, I don't it, know. It's, it's it's another look at the through the lens of like like kylo ren ben solo's dealing with the legacy of his family and, and having to the pressure to follow in those footprints is it the same for right. poe having to live up to Shara, the great shara bay and kes dameron and rebelling again maybe rebelling against that or i don't know i don't know how, the, how they're going to set that up i don't know because because poe dameron lives up to that <laughs> Event, yeah you know eventually he does so i i but i don't know that I don't know. I don't know that he needed to struggle to do that. Like I, I, I don't think Poe needs to have the same issues that Ben Solo did. I think you know. See, I think they missed a trick in when Shara Bay dies. I, I always had the, the idea in my head that Leia would have taken Poe under her wing from a very young age, and that mm -hmm. would have stoked resentment in Ben Solo. And he's like, well, she loves him more than me. And he's like, I've, I've got all these special powers and I, yet I can do no right. And mommy loves Poe more than she loves me. And that I think they could have done more with that in the movies. Like, I'm still I'm still kind of bummed that we never got a, a Poe versus Kylo dogfight in space. Yeah, I don't know. I 
to me, to me, they they, they kind of turned Poe into Star Lord, and I don't, <laughs> I didn't want that. You know, it's like his mother died when he was a kid, and you know he gets swept off with this crew of of criminals, and he has daddy issues, and now he's fighting for the good guys. Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, we, I feel, it's just like to to me, Poe Dameron was a real interesting character, and they in Rise of Skywalker they turned him into a cliche, and this book sort of continues to do that and I, i'm just disappointed and you know what it's people will enjoy it good for them but it, i thought i really liked poe dameron and i like him less the less the, the more the more i hear about his backstory the less i like him <laughs> see i'm gonna like i i didn't have any interest in the book from the beginning i was like ah i don't need this book i really don't so i'm, I'm probably not gonna read it I, yeah, I probably won't read it. I, I think I'm, I've got enough stuff to read, <laughs> both with Star Wars and X Men and outside of of these nerdy realms altogether. I feel like it's one I can skip and just plead the fifth on and play ignorant about. Like I just, I don't need yeah. to know. I don't. I feel like I don't need to know. I'd like to be surprised by it, but I, I just, I don't think, I don't think I will because I don't like that general direction that that they've taken Poe in, but it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Not much you can do about it now. It's written. It's going to happen. We're going to see it. <laughs> yeah. We can hope for future stories of like silver haired Admiral Dameron. Oh my God, Kyle. That, that could happen. That, that I feel like that will happen despite what he has said. I'm done. I'm out. I, unless I need a house. He's, he's going to want that fourth house. So yeah. Yeah, well, when, you know, I I wish they'd focus on going forward at this point. I agree. That's that's all. Cool. Again, like like I said earlier, it's, you know, we've got a blank slate there and it's like you can do whatever you want. You you know, you can set up the Jedi order to be what you want. You can set up the New New Republic to be whatever you want. You know, I mean, there's, <laughs> new, new. <laughs> there's so much, you know, I mean, they could literally do anything. Just they don't let the Marvel slate. Universe, don't let Marvel Universe name the next Republic. No. The, God, the, no. the all new, all now <laughs> New Republic. All new, all natural. <laughs> Vegan Republic. <laughs> Gluten-free Preservative Republic. Fr- Preservative-free <laughs> Low sodium. Oh, no boy. red dye number two. <laughs> yeah. As you might have guessed, uh, we are out of racetrack for this week, everybody. Uh, <laughs> uh, Marie, anything that you want to add about on our little Poe chat? Um, I not really. No, I'm super excited about, about that book, especially since we get more Babu Frick. I could always use more of him so babu is he's glorious yeah i mean i even i can't i can't <laughs> say anything against babu frick i'm, I'm really surprised that <laughs> you know like there's like those those i don't know how I, I bought one for my kids i should know but it's like the child like a little plushie they should have there should be a mm. babu frick plush yes 10 inch 10 i inches would tall, buy that whatever it is like that should be out already 
Yeah, but you get the little one with the black series that's probably in the vacuum cleaner, right? <laughs> right? It's so tiny. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't buy that one. The only oh. Babu Frick merch, and I, I don't own it. <laughs> I have a Babu Whoa. Frick shirt. Oh, cool. Huh. It's in a super retro 70s style, and it says Babu Frick. And in the middle of Babu and Frick, <laughs> it's got a picture of him. And it's got like these blue and orange and yellow stripes. It's super cool. What's amazing is that I could visualize the font because of the way you said Babu Frick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, that's it, guys. If you if you want to be part of the podcast, send your questions to tumblingsaber at gmail.com. Uh, Lots of other ways you can help us. Make sure you're subscribed. Leave us a review. We haven't had a review to read in, in a long time. Be a hero. Be the wind beneath our wings. Leave us a review. Screenshot it. Send it to us. We'll read it on the podcast. Um, cool. Shout out Rob Wade for endorsing this part, this episode and all episodes of Tumbling Saber as part of the E14 Endorse program. You can learn more about that over at Emotionally14.com. And you can also learn more about our friends at the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Uh, check us out on Facebook and on Twitter. And so with all that out of the way, guys, Marie, where are you on social media? I am on Twitter at Alia Morgan, and I have my review blog where I review all Star Wars literature um, and TV shows, thestarwarsreview.blogspot.com. And I wanted to plug this real quick. Um, Dragon Con Virtual is coming up in like a month, which means I've got to study up for Star Wars trivia. So if you have any questions, any really good, hard Star Wars trivia questions, send them my way so I can study. Absolutely. Hit, hit the, drop, the, drop them in the Facebook group. Send them to Marie on Twitter. Let's bombard her. Get, yes, get out, get that out would your be best wonderful. Star Wars trivia. Let's get that I've done. I've got a really I, I I gotta get top five again this year. When is Dragon Con? I mean I I, um, I know Google is my friend, but the first weekend of September. Perfect. We got a timeline. All right. Guys, you have your marching <laughs> orders. Yeah. We're gonna play Stump Marie over the next month. Let's do it. We can do this. Please do. <laughs> uh anything goes? Movies, animated? Yeah, books, comics, movies, and TV shows. Oh boy, it should be fun. You are a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> that that's what's on the quote the test. So <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Yeah. Do you feel like, okay, so let's let's we gotta help Marie here. Do you feel like you have any soft spots like oh i need to bone up in the animation stuff or a specific comic series that you didn't really get into the one thing i always feel like something, i don't something you something you read too fast right um <laughs> so i feel like for me the i always feel like i need to rewatch the clone wars and now there are 133 episodes so I don't think that's going to happen before September. Um, that's just not possible. So, yeah, I the the animated shows would be my my big thing is all three of them. Rebels, because I haven't watched Rebels that many times. Clone Wars, I've seen more of. Resistance, I've seen it a couple times. 
But still, those three shows, like any questions from those would be amazing because I don't have time to rewatch it all. All right, gang. Marching order. And, oh. and so, so once again, for everybody's benefit, Marie, they can reach you at? Alia Morgan on Twitter. And I'll throw this out too. Um, my email, because <laughs> I'm so serious about this, <laughs> is... <laughs> Are you about to dox yourself? Um. <laughs> M Elizabeth Wilson <laughs> at Gmail spelled Elizabeth spelled with an S. Okay, and what's your Netflix password? <laughs> no. <laughs> There's 133 episodes of Clone Wars. Oh my yes. god. So oh. yeah, that's just not gonna happen. Yeah. See, I'm I'm trying to get through all of Clone Wars and Rebels with my girlfriend before Mandalorian season two. And oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) And like, we're, I think we're at, we're we're only at season one. episode 14. No. (laughs) Those first two seasons, like there's some gems in there, but those first two seasons are kind of a slog to get through. So yeah, waiting, just, for, you know, get, just gotta get the season three, and then it'll start to go quick. But oh man, it's almost a, a bit of a miracle that it's, the show survived as long as it did. Like there is, like you said, there is some gold in there, but it took them quite a while to find their legs. Well, I think the only reason that it did is because they're two years ahead anyway. You know, true. So, yeah. They plus, had they had they had had it paid for with the with the revenue from the movie. So. Mm. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, we're wrapping this up. Um, <laughs> Nathan, where are you at on social? I'm at NAF Roberts on Twitter, and that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am at Tumbling Saber on Twitter and on Instagram, and also in our Facebook group where you can uh, come knock on the door. We'll let you right in, and uh, it's pretty fun in there. We got a lot, we have we do have a lot of fun with the Star Wars news and rumors that keep getting thrown our way every week so come join us there um and that's gonna do it everybody hope you enjoyed this podcast let us know what you think and uh, we'll catch you again next week in another episode so until then everybody thanks for listening and may the forest be with you bye later static draws me closer to your place willing me through my dreams fall away signs blindly to the lines on your face beating strong Drifting, not relive this dream over and over and over again. Please don't leave my heart broken, bleeding. Don't believe it. Breathing
Only to see you next to me Sleeping Soundly Smiling Not a realish dream Over And over attack, cash from active care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from active care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is active care? Active care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. I'm enrolling in Medicare soon, and it had me a little confused. Then I found myhealthpolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, I could go online and compare Medicare Advantage plans from some top-rated national insurers, including $0 monthly premium plans, 
I can learn about plans in my area and talk with a licensed insurance agent if needed. MyHealthPolicy.com has made doing my research a whole lot easier. My choice. My Medicare. MyHealthPolicy.com.